This episode is brought to you by Push Messaging God's Urban Airship. They can be found at urbanairship.com and by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. Now, on to the show. and welcome to untether.tv. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. We're going to be talking with uh, Patrick Pichette. And for those of you who don't know, he, he works for this small Mountain View, California company that you may have heard of. The company of, is, of course, uh, Google. I think everybody uses it every single day, single product. And I want to welcome Patrick for taking some time out of his day to come and explain this whole process of what led him down to the Bay Area. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you. I uh, draw attention right away to the Montreal Canadiens banner in the back. Uh, I love the fact that you bring that little bit of Canadian with you um, wherever you go. Obviously, you are from you're from Montreal. Um, how how did you end up where you are, which is in Mountain View, working for Google? I mean, it's quite a long story, but in short, um, the connection goes all the way back to when I ended up in Oxford many many years ago. As I was doing my studies, my uh, university studies. I ended up in Oxford out of immense luck and some hard work and uh, made some great friends there that have continued to kind of span the world and some of them have ended up in California. So when uh, Google was looking for a new chief financial officer uh, seven years ago, um, one of my friends was actually at Google and uh, from, that, from that connection. So I got this phone call on the Dick Harry Boulevard going to work one morning saying, hey, Patrick, how about coming to California for a coffee? And uh, and then the rest is history. Was it during the winter? Because that makes it an easy decision, doesn't it? It was actually the winter of, I think, 2007, 2008, where we had like 25 feet of snow in Montreal. <laughs> and I remember vividly my wife told me, um, even if they offer you a janitor's job, you should take it. I'm so sick. <laughs> <laughs> But at the time, you were you were working for Bell Canada out of Montreal. Is that right? That's correct. I was president of operations for Bell, so I ran all the operations in the network of Bell Canada across the country. So did you ever consider um, moving down to the States? Was this ever in your view? So you, you were educated in, in Canada and in, in Oxford, but did you did you ever consider leaving Canada to work? Was that ever in your in your idea? Yeah, I think absolutely. My, my wife and I have itchy feet is the way I would describe it. When I was at McKinsey & Company, I served clients all over the world. I lived in Tokyo for nearly a year. Uh, we have moved around quite a bit in our life. And um, and so you, you can't just stay in place, right? You, we're, we're just kind of these uh, hobbits that move around a lot. And, and this was this was obviously a, an opportunity. And, and so did it take a long time for you to make that decision to, to move down and, uh, and take this role? Or was it an easy decision? It wasn't easy. I think that the uh, the critical factor for moving to the U.S. and to kind of make these big forklifts of life changes has to do a lot with the people you meet. So it, whether you move from Montreal to Saskatoon or from Montreal to San Francisco, I mean, the real question is you got to get up in the morning and you got to whistle to work. So are you going to have a great fit with the people that you're going to be with and work with day to day? And that was the real kind of linchpin for me, meeting Eric, meeting Larry, Sergey all of the team at Google 
made an easy decision in the end. And what was it like? What was it like uh, doing that landing landing in California? Your first day on the job. Uh, this is a, a pretty significant job in a significant company at a significant time of its life, right? Uh, uh, during the uh, that explosion uh, of activity at Google. Uh, what was what was that like coming in the first day as, as a Canadian uh, coming into this big company? I think it's not a Canadian thing or not a Canadian thing. I think Google unique place and you just get this kind of massive opportunity uh, working with these incredibly bright people, brilliant people, highly energetic with a crazy agenda that's very exciting and so it's very kind of intoxicating and uh, and then you're at the same time you're the CFO so you're you're the guy that's there to kind of say you know well you know here's the line and here's what we have to do and and so it's a it's a pretty strange uh, job in that sense when you have so much opportunity around you and everybody was incredible I was very lucky because everybody was so gracious to give me time to allow me to be myself to do my job to get the support from Eric and the board of directors and Larry and Sergey that made my job my my inclusion in a team very easy very fast which made my job very effective and so that makes that makes a huge huge difference was it uh, I mean is the work ethic uh, significantly different from what you were doing uh, with with Bell Canada up here in Canada versus what's going on in Google is it just like night and day like the vision that we have of the way that Google operates versus the way something like Bell Canada operates yeah they're very they're just very different companies and I think that you have to be respectful of both companies I mean People, I'm I'm indebted to Bell Canada for everything that it brought me and taught me. And people don't; they kind of tend to forget that Canada runs on Bell. Right. And 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 you know you can whine a bit on the sides here and there, but the reality is, right? Our airports are actually functioning because of Bell Canada. Our border crossings work because of Bell Canada. The Bank of Canada clears at night because of Bell Canada. I mean, so y- when you have such a responsibility with Bell. Right, you 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 have to appreciate why people are slightly more conservative than they would be in Silicon Valley, where you know you try something, it doesn't work, it blows up, you change it, right? But if the Bank of Canada doesn't clear, it doesn't exactly feel the same way the next morning when you come into work. And so I think that there's immense kind of brand with Bell that has all these obligations to Canadians and does it so well. In addition to doing everything else, it does. You come to the valley where the license is, okay, we want to try, we want to fail many times, we want to try fast, and uh, and then the question is, what's our batting average, right? I mean, just a very, very different mindset, very different skill set on each side, but both immense kind of responsibilities, and in both cases, very rich jobs, right? Very, very, and, and I mean, for you, it's... Um... As you said earlier, it's it's not so much that you're a Canadian or not a Canadian. It's it's like you work at Google. You're now part of the the, the Google nation. Um, but is there a, is there a big difference about being a Canadian and your perspective from Canada being you know, being down there? Then uh, then you see a different perspective of the U.S. as a Canadian down there. Totally. I mean, we're Canadians, right? <laughs> yes. We're born. We're kind of bolted to our Canadian values, right? We. Um, we we have the Stanley Cup. We have like we have every, everything that's ours, right? And I mean, it's there's subtle things that um, that permeate your day to day life. We like um, on both sides of the ledger, if you wish, if you allow me the CFO analogy. On one side, I mean, uh, let me give the the positive of the U.S. Right? 
the environment in the U.S., and I have to make the case that I live in Silicon Valley, which is not the United States, right? It's a very small, it's the Disneyland of the United States. As well. <laughs> it's a good analogy. Everybody, I mean, it's just unbelievable here. I mean, the amount of money that's here, the amount of talent that's here, the energy that's here. So when you live in Silicon Valley, the whole mindset is entrepreneurship, risk-taking, right? Fail fast. We're going to try something. We're going to invest. We're willing to lose, you know, nine out of every 10 cents that we invest because we know the 10th cent is going to make up for all the other nine. And so the entire mindset is just kind of, it's, it's um, it, 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 you know, you, you get caught in this incredible wave of energy and of, of optimism everywhere you go. So that's that's kind of like the beautiful side, if you wish, of, of the environment in which I live. On the other side of the ledger, I mean, as a Canadian, it continues to kind of baffle me to see that there's a society where what we've solved in Canada many, many years ago, uh, which are the basics, like we all believe as Canadians in equality of opportunity. The Americans will say the same thing. They will kind of stand to the great flag and say, you know, this is the land of opportunity. But equality of opportunity is born out of, in my mind, two, three very basic principles, right? You never have to worry about your health in the sense that if you, if you end up sick for whatever reason, right, you, you don't have to end up in poverty because the minute that you have that cloud over your head, it changes the nature of the equality of opportunity. Having access to great education or at least, you know, very decent education on an equal basis as a society, right? And then um, just basic principles of law and just the, the tolerance of the society. And I think that, you know, the U.S. is by comparison, right? I just gave you all the positive sides. On the more kind of like uh, you know places for them to work on, they're still fighting the battles that we fought like many decades ago. And we look at today, we're asking ourselves like, you're still fighting this? I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then and then, but they have still the, the, the audacity to say that they have a you know a land of opportunity and equality of opportunity. I would argue, and this is where I'm so proud to be Canadian. I mean, that's what Canada really offers that nowhere else in the world, you know, very few other places in the world can clearly demonstrate. So when I have conversations with my colleagues about, you know, are we fair, are we not fair, you know, with your Canadian lens on, I mean, it just puts an ex you know, a really rich set of issues on the, on the table for conversations. I think that's, it's it, absolutely, but there's some, for some reason, and, and this is, it's not just a perception, it's permeated in, in entrepreneurs across Canada that, and I talk to quite a few entrepreneurs out of Silicon Valley, out of Boston, out of New York, and they say the same thing, right? There's a migration west, you know, and, and I think that uh, Canadians are getting that bug, obviously, and they have for the last 15 years about this migration to California because they have this perception that they, that they need to be there to build a business of value, right? They need to be in that, in Disney World of the United States. Um, and uh, so it, it makes me wonder, can, can Canadians build companies like Google, for example, in Canada? Or are we just in this mode where we have to, we think we have to be down in, in Silicon Valley to validate the business that we're in? No, I think that, you know, Canada has all the assets to win. I think that uh, there's no doubt that Silicon Valley is a black hole. It's not only about Canada, right? the entire world wants to be in Silicon Valley. So it's not about Canada, it's about the whole world. If you're Indian, if you're Israeli, if you're right from Scandinavia, you end up in Silicon Valley pretty fast. If you, you know what, <laughs> sorry. <coughs> if you want to do, you know, you think you want to do great things. Having said that, you know, there's so many great software companies around the world 
And there's, people have figured out that there is no need to have only a single pole, which is Silicon Valley. So the world is adapting to this, right? Europe is building its own. Uh, London's got a great kind of uh, effervescent uh, market now for kind of entrepreneurship. Paris is trying to build one. Berlin is trying to build one. Munich's trying to build one. You know, Israel is building one in Tel Aviv. And I think that Canada has such a wealth of intellectual uh, depth, right? Whether you think about Waterloo, whether you think about, you know, so many other of our great institutions, even out west on the media side, right? UBC is doing great work. I just don't think that there is a need necessarily anymore to be in anchored in Silicon Valley to be successful. What 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 you do need, you need to stay connected to Silicon Valley because there's so much going on here. And then the other thing is, it's important that we are, I mean, the reason why Silicon Valley works is, the mindset is, it's a it's always with a view to a global product. And I think that as Canadians, right, we're just kind of like small country, large in mass, but small in population. We have to have the mindset that says, no, no, I'm not trying to solve something for Toronto. I'm not trying to solve something for Calgary. I, From the get-go, you have to ask yourself the question, right? I'm solving it for a billion people or two billion people or three billion people. And that is the most important piece for our Canadian entrepreneurs to never forget, right? You don't shoot for Canada. You don't even shoot for the U.S. Unless you shoot for the world, right? then you're set to fail. And that's the key message that Canadians have to embrace when they go and they build their business plan, right? They've got to think globally immediately. Is and we can do that. I mean, we have great examples of that. I don't buy the argument that, you know, Canada can't do that. No. We have great examples. I, I'm 100% I'm uh, in, in agreement with you is that is the uh, the limitations you put on. And, and I, I talked to, as I said, entrepreneurs. And, and it's sometimes I think it's a confidence issue uh, among Canadians is that this, this, this idea that we... we we need to prove ourselves in order to be able to, in the states in order to be able to go global and i think that there's sometimes that holds you back and, and uh, I, I love those words is that you got to think global not just local not just national not just to the states but uh, but anywhere around the world um what about uh, some advice that you would have uh being down there you've been down there since 2008 right uh, you've been at, at google so you've been there through some insane change some incredible change some huge growth at google you know i i don't know if there's been a pace of change in those six years in any given time at any point in history the way that things have gone uh, so you've seen the great you've seen the bad you've seen some amazing uh, things happen down there uh, but so i'm going to ask you for some advice for canadians that are considering this this big trek down to the states to be able to go down there and entrench themselves as a business or go down there as an entrepreneur and start a business or bring their company down there. Is, is there a, some advice that you would have for these for Canadians that are heading towards you right now? I think that like the C100 and all these institutions matter immensely. I, I think that uh, I, I, you know, networks matter like just absolutely immensely in these in this environment. So it's it's uh, it's a small world, Silicon Valley. And, uh, and you need to be connected to the very best talent. If you have a great idea, and like you should as an entrepreneur know, if you have a great idea, you have a great team of six people, right? You already know you need 25 or 30 or 40. And, and these people that you're going to bring in the next 20 or the next 25, they will make or break your company. And those next 25 have to be the best in the world, not the best in the region, not the best locally, not the people you like. They have to be the best in the world because that's the benchmark that you set for yourself. So 
the C100 and any other kind of networks that you have that enables you to meet people, that you can comb through uh, all of these different networks so that you can get plugged in as fast as possible. And then people can both, you can gauge the people around you and then they can gauge you as well to find where your spot is and then learn very quickly, you know, yeah, how, how good are you at fishing in this kind of new set of waters. And, and, um, and I think that that's the real key magic important because at the end of the day, it's not technology. I mean, we all can code, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's really about the people that have the passion and the bar as high as you hope it to be that will make the difference for your company. And so that's true not only if you come to Silicon Valley, but it's also true in Canada. As you, uh, we, you know, I think Canadians, we, we're too humble, right? We, have we can and we do have incredibly high standards. We should never lose these standards, and it's true for our talent at home as well. If you like someone and he's good enough, it's not good enough for you. They have to be amazing, and that's what kind of that's the beauty of Silicon Valley, if you wish, which is you're thrown into that pool where you can find that kind of talent. So that's what you should focus on. I, I, that's such great advice, as you said. It's it it's not only Americans that sit there; it attracts everybody from around the world into one spot. So the cream of the cream of the crop. Is attracted to there, and and, and you, from my conversations through Untethered.tv, it's the exact same thing. Is that I talk to guys that just migrate. It's a migration west. It's been like that since the gold rush, man. Like, so um, there, there is a, a plethora of talent out there. One, one last, one last question for you, Patrick. Um, is there? Do you have a secret handshake as a Canadian? You know, do, do is there a camaraderie among Canadians in 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 the Bay Area where uh, does it? I don't know. I, is it like a, a way in? To have a conversation with you, if I said, "Hey, I'm Canadian," or is is it uh, is there a uh, secret nod that you see as somebody walks past with a Canadian, you know, a, a maple leaf on their shirt or on their back or on their bag or something like that? Rob, I mean, you're the perfect example of this, right? I mean, we're having this conversation this morning because you're Canadian, I'm Canadian, right? I mean, we're a diaspora that's very closely, tightly knit together. Um, at Google, we have the Canadian kind of gang. Everybody knows it. I mean, and we have a lot of senior resources that are Canadians that are, you know, very respected. Across the Bay, there's so many Canadians everywhere. You bump into each other. You're happy to see each other. You share these common values. We help each other. And everybody's there for everybody. And, and at that level, it's so nice to be Canadian, right? Yeah, I have this big title with this big job with a lot of profile. And then you know, there's all these little things that occur that because I'm Canadian, and and I am absolutely delighted to be part of that community and to just participate just like we would at home, right? Without the pompous, without the fanfare. And I just show up with everybody, you know, at the Sharks game when the Leafs come in or the Montreal Canadiens come in or the Senators come in just to be part of the gang. And, and it's just absolutely wonderful. That's just who we are. It, it's not like we're going to accomplish great things. I mean, we as Canadians, we're going to change the world. That's our mission. That's what we're set to do. But we can do it in our own Canadian way, right? And I don't like so that's just the way she goes. That is the best answer. Patrick, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. What a great representation of our country in one, in the biggest company on the planet. I really appreciate your time. Say hi to everybody at home. I definitely will. We have been speaking with Patrick Canadian. Patrick Pichette, who is the chief financial officer for this small little company called Google. Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you all. Cheers.